You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek podcast network. And on this week's episode, we will be discussing our thoughts, feelings, and how we are coping with what happened in Avengers Infinity War. For this episode, though, we will be focusing on the female Avengers and discussing their roles in what transpired during the film. Also, uh, there will be spoilers for this episode, so keep that in mind. But before we get too deep into that, because I got a lot of thoughts, I got a lot of feelings, and I'm not coping. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chelsea, what have you been doing this week? Um... Well, one basically most of my stuff is geeky, so I'm just going to start with my not geeky thing. I've been bullet journaling again. So I started a bullet journal like about six months ago, but I didn't really like commit fully. I was more of just like using it to do collections pages to write down like what TV shows I was watching, what you know books I was reading and like stuff for the podcast. But I got a new journal. And it's super nice and sleek. And I've used the journal for like stuff like like with personal stuff, like for my mental health. And like it helps me like track my mood and like track like stuff to help me get to get me motivated throughout the day. Um, But it's really cool. And I covered it with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend stickers. And oh, my God. I'm so happy about it. And I got like gel pens like, like I got a this elementary school. Yes, I have like I got like 20 like different colored gel pens and I feel like I'm 10 again. It's great. Like, <laughs> although I forgot how long they take to dry. So I'm sitting yes. there forever, like waiting for them to dry and like the sparkly ones never dry. Uh, anyway, it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but pretty much everything else I've been doing this week has been geeky. Um the new Harry Potter mystery game came out this week and uh I don't know I thought I'd give it a try I'm super into it so are you I'm not it's not like Mm. as amazing as I thought it would be yeah I was kind of told it was gonna be like Pokemon Go but Harry Potter Right. That is what everybody thought. And that is 100% not what it is. It's totally not what it is. Um, I'm still into it, though, because, like, I don't know. I I got my avatar looking all cool. and (laughs) I do some games. The only thing that's really crappy about it is that you literally can only play for, like, five minutes at a time because then you lose your energy yeah. And then they like, oh, buy more energy or or use your gems to like get more energy. But you have to like it takes forever to get gems. So they're like, oh, if you want to buy more gems. And I'm like, no, I just want to play the game. Yeah. I so, feel feel the same way. At, at this point in time, though, I'm still enjoying it. I just like play casually. And then when it sends me a notification that my energy is full, then I go, oh, OK, I'll go back and then. And then waste all my energy and, and then I'll waste, be back later. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I've been doing too. But it's been fun. Um, like I don't hate it. Like it doesn't make me angry. Like I'm sure some people probably does. Um, I don't hate it. I just like, I thought it would be a little bit different. Also, this is supposed to be happening. Like this is supposed to be taking place like after Harry Potter left school. Yeah. And spoilers. Uh, why is Snape alive? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That, that was my first thing. I was like, Professor Snape. I was like, this is after Harry Potter defeated the Dark Lord. Um, excuse me. Uh, it's his son. That's he. <laughs> he did. Like, no but (laughs) uh, yeah i think they just they obviously want to put the like the notable characters in it but it's uh i don't know it's fun i had fun like decorating my avatar although you can't literally do any like fun stuff with your avatar until you get like a million coins and so i'm just collecting as many coins as possible so i can get my girl a pair of glasses 
oh, I want to get my girl some glasses, but I want to buy ones that look like my glasses. But that's like a hundred gems, which is takes forever, which I will probably never get. Exactly. But with the rest of my weekly geekery, um, basically, I was watching a bunch of Marvel movies, obviously, in preparation for seeing the Avengers Infinity War. So I watched Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Um, I watched Doctor Strange for the first time this week because I did not really I did not get a chance to see Doctor Strange when it came out. I didn't like it very much. It's, Unpopular opinion, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> it's not the strongest film of the MCU, but it's also not the worst film of the MCU. Agreed. Um, it was just weird seeing Benedict Cumberbatch, like, with an American accent and him it's, being, yeah. like, super crazy arrogant, too. It's so very it really house. Weird. Yes, very house. But it was... I still liked it because I just like Benedict Cumberbatch, so I was, like, all for it. It was just... I love the... I think my favorite part of that movie is when he gives him, like, that... The the paper with the thing on it. And he goes, what is this, like, some sort of spell or something? He goes, no, it's the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi password. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not that animals. Was, that was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't, like... I didn't really care about his care or I didn't like feel bad for him or anything. I was like, can you just stop being a jerk now? Like, I don't know. I guess that's just, that's why I, I wasn't really a huge fan of it, but I I did like the special effects and everything. I thought it was amazing. Um, Oh yeah, they did it. It was like watching Inception, but exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it was fun to like, kind of go back and watch all those. Um, Thor Ragnarok is still like the best. (laughs) I love that movie. I've only seen it like one time. I need to watch it again. You definitely need to rewatch it. But what about you, Katie? Uh, so this past week we had our company meeting and as part of our comp- like company wide meeting, uh, we also like to do like a fun activity. Mm-hmm. So we did a painting. We did uh, Pino's palette again, like the one that I did with the Harry Potter painting, mm-hmm. except this one was a, uh, Cityscape, so it's supposed to be New York with like the water, like the ocean looking out at, at the at the city, mm-hmm. and it turned out okay. I wasn't like a hundred percent on like there were parts where I was like, God, Joel, this looks terrible. Like, how can I fix this? <laughs> I was sitting. It was me, and then Joel was on my left side, and Brian was sitting on my right, and Connor was sitting behind me. So it was like, and Morgan was in front of me. So I was like surrounded by like all of my work friends. And we're like painting and like, uh, I drew a tiny TARDIS on mine flying through the background. Yeah. So people were like, oh my God. And then like three people drew a bat signal. Oh, nice. So it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, Connor went rogue and painted something completely not the painting that we were painting. (laughs) Okay. Um, some people did that. I think there was like two two people who didn't paint the cityscape but it was really fun to like go around and look at other people's paintings and our cto uh radford oh my god where is like not only is he amazing at coding and like being just a glorious human being he's also really good at painting and it made me really angry (laughs) oh i was like why are you good at everything yeah. But he like, was walking around looking at people's paintings and stuff and like talking and like I've never actually had a full conversation with Radford before. So it was like, that was fun. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Katie. <laughs> hi, hi, we've met. I've, I've talked to you on Slack. I, I made you mad that one time. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, after that, we went to happy hour, which was fun. Um, and then I went to dinner with Joel, which was super great. Uh, he and I had dinner and, and chatted and whatever. And because uh, I don't know when I'll see him again. <laughs> I was supposed to see him today, but the plans that I had got canceled. Um, we will, I like the plans got moved to next week. So, uh, and I don't think Joel will be here. I think he's going to be in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Jerk. Uh, I finished all the bright places and I am shook. Yeah. Like I am very upset about how that book ended. Like I was so hoping what happened wasn't going to happen and it happened. It happened. Yeah. I was really upset about it. Anyways, it was a great book. Uh, it was by Jennifer Niven, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, she did a great job. It was her first YA novel too. So she's a, she's an author, like a, at a, like regular fiction author, not a YA novel ist, but this book she wanted to write, which was super personal to her. Um, you should read her next book, which is holding up the universe. Oh, it's also very good. Uh, I just bought, um, I bought, I just bought a new book actually. So I'll add that to my list to buy another book. Not that I need to buy new books, but I just buy new books (laughs) if you can, which is crazy rich Asians. I bought (gasps) that book. Oh my I god! I can't wait to see that movie. The trailer looked amazing for it. That so tra- I can't wait to see it. I was blown away. Everyone was posting about it, and I was like, "What is this?" I, I just saw like a picture of Constance Wu, and I was like, "I love her." And I watched it, and I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, I need this I cannot right wait now. To see this, <laughs> it'll have to be an episode when we. Oh when yeah! We, like get to watch the movie. Um, I started a new book called uh, "Stalking Jack the Ripper," which will be very interesting. And for my geekery, which I did not share with Chelsea beforehand, and all it says is new show and podcast. I've been dying. Notes. <laughs> um, I started watching The West Wing. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> and I started listening to The West Wing Weekly. Oh, too, very, so. very good. Um, I'm three episodes in, and I love it. Like, I loved it after the first episode. Like, the moment that the president walked in and said all that stuff, I was like, oh, oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm here, here for this. <laughs> like, this show is amazing. Also, I love that the podcast is hosted by Joshua Molina, and then I can never pronounce Rishi. the other guy's name. Rishi, yeah. Uh, Joshua Molina is from Scandal, but he was on season four going forward, I think, of The mm-hmm. West Wing. Yep. And uh, I love him on Scandal, so... Yeah, I, I love, love Joshua Molina. Voice. I, I used to watch him voice, on so. um, In Plain Sight. He was really good on that. It's a USA show. Mm-hmm. And then he was on Sports Night, which is also an Aaron Sorkin yes. show and other stuff. Um, and then I started listening to a Dawson's Creek podcast. Um, I found them when, uh, when we did the Dawson's Creek, when I was talking about Dawson's Creek for the 20th anniversary. Yeah, on our Instagram, right? Yeah, um, they're called The Creek End, and it's three people uh, talking about the show, going episode by episode. Um, Two have seen the show, uh, one has not, so the guy that's on the podcast has never seen the show. And I love, he's like, Dawson is a jerk, and I'm like, you're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) So yeah, I love that. I love it so much. I was like, it's it's a good podcast. Uh, They're fresh, new, so they're like, their sound quality isn't like, very great but i'm sure that like as they go on they'll get great like ours wasn't that great in the beginning either so yeah um i'm excited to hear more from them i think they're about 10 episodes in or something oh okay something like that and um and yeah and the Potterotica podcast is still amazing as ever so yes (laughs) i actually listened to it this week but I was going to save that for our next episode. Oh, man. Oh, and I found out that Jeff Goldblum went and saw the Jurassic Park unauthorized musical. Oh, he parody. did? Yeah, he went and saw it. And I was like, that is the greatest thing ever to watch somebody pretend to be Jeff Goldblum while Jeff Goldblum is there and be Jeff Goldblum to Jeff Goldblum. So, like, I wish I had been there for that. I saw pictures of it and I was like, oh, my God. That's amazing. I bet they freaked out. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, so moving on. So Chelsea and I would like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who continues to listen to our podcast. Uh, we love recording it and we love that people keep listening because it means that we can keep recording it. Although I'm pretty sure if everybody just stopped listening to us, we'd still record episodes. We definitely would. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But we love the people (laughs) listening to it. Um, and we love hearing about like what people think, especially when they leave nice five star reviews of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't done that yet, please help us out by doing so. And also while you're rummaging around on the Internet, leaving us a review and looking for new podcasts, uh, make sure you head over to geek2geekcast.com and check out the other podcasts on the network. Chelsea and I are pretty confident that this coming week will you will find podcast like episodes on the network uh, about Infinity Wars. So, or Infinity War. I keep adding an S, even though it's like... A lot of people do. (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. Uh, It's really interesting to listen to a group of people that are all sort of connected, but everybody has a different opinion and talk about different aspects of it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to listen to the other podcasts and hear what they think. Uh, So keep listening now for a promo from each of the network podcasts. 
Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box, each week, right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek Podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week... Keep it geek. And we're back. <laughs> Just kidding. So as a reminder, this week, Chelsea and I will be discussing the female characters who were in Avengers Infinity War. Uh, we will be talking about their role in the film and a bit about where we when we first saw them in the MCU. MCU. Um, our comic book specific knowledge is very limited when it comes to these particular characters because Chelsea mostly reads DC comics and I hardly read comics so this is just like we're just going to be discussing the characters as they develop during the films of the MCU yes um we will of course be sharing our thoughts and feelings on the film as a whole and how we are coping with the events that transpired during the film so again there will be spoilers for Avengers Infinity War so if you haven't seen the movie yet one, why are you waiting? What are you doing? Why are you not watching this movie? <laughs> and two, if you still haven't seen it, pause this, go see it, come back, listen, or just keep listening. I mean, if you don't give a crap about spoilers, then whatevs, man. Exactly. All right. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about the movie as a whole and then talk about the female characters because I got yes. some thoughts and I need to share them somewhere. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I can't I can't keep texting it like my thumbs are tired. <laughs> yes, indeed. OK, so for the, the plot of this movie is Iron Man, Thor and the Hulk and the rest of the Avengers unite to battle their most powerful enemy yet, the evil Thanos. On a mission to collect all six Infinity Stones, Thanos plans to use the artifacts to inflict his twisted will on reality. The fate of the planet and existence itself has never been more uncertain as everything the Avengers have fought for has led up to this moment. That's the most generic plot you could ever give for this movie. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Also, of all the characters that could have picked Iron Man, the Hulk, and Thor, and the rest of the Avengers, I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. So this film was directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, so you already know it's going to be epic because the Russo brothers did it. Yep. And I'm going to take a crack at reading every name of the people, of the actors that are in this film, because it's literally everybody we've ever seen. Well, almost. Are we ready for this? Yes. So this film starred Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Benedict Cumberbatch, John Cheadle... Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Gwyneth Paltrow, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Idris Elba, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, oh, dang it. Dang I don't know. I don't know. How uh, to I think it's Dayani, uh, Gira, uh, Latidia Wright, Winston Duke, Dave Batista, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif. Uh, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Benico Del Toro, Peter Dinklage, Kobe Smulders, Samuel L. Jackson with Josh Brolin and Chris Pratt. Nice. I'm pretty sure that's everybody of the main cast. And boy, did I mess up some of those names. I am so sorry. (laughs) 
So many people. Okay. Lots of people. So this cast is freaking massive, which was a huge undertaking for this film anyway, because this is literally going to be like so many different things happening all at once. And they need to be able to switch in between groups of groups of the cast and not F it up. Yes. So let's just ask the big question and spend a couple minutes discussing this because this could literally be an entire episode all by itself. I know, honestly. (laughs) So Chelsea, what did you think of the movie as a whole and how are you feeling now about it? All right. So as a whole, I very, very much liked this movie. I thought they did a fantastic job of balancing seeing as many people as possible i like the fact that they grouped people together but they shuffled them kind of so you weren't seeing like just the guardians on their own like you weren't seeing just you know certain people on their own but you were seeing like the guardians mixed in with like thor and you know uh iron man and spider-man and like you're getting all the like the different groups um i thought that was fantastic There was only one part of the movie I was very disappointed in, but we will get into that later when we talk about certain characters. Um, I was shook after the movie ended. Oh my god, right? I mean, I'm stable now, but like... and And like, I'll explain why maybe after you give your thoughts. Okay. But yeah, what are your thoughts? So I really like this movie a lot. And I thought they did a tremendous job. I loved, like you said, the intermixing of like the different groups together. I loved Thor interacting with Star Lord was amazing. Yes. Everybody being like, "No, you're a boy. He's a man. <laughs> he's a like, man." I like that Drax was the one that was like, "No, he's a man." <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because Drax was like, "Dang, look at those muscles! Like he's a god. He's like a god." A god. <laughs> um, I. It was just like from moment to moment, like right when the film starts out it is just devastating from the beginning to the end, like with intermittence of like you laughing and it's hilarious. It's got like the comedy, but also like it's just truly devastating. Yeah. Like the movie. And I, I loved, I love that Spider-Man got to be with Iron Man. Like yeah. I'm very happy that happened. I love the interaction between between Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. I love yeah. it. When he when he calls him a douchebag is like a the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. I love seeing like that Captain America and the Falcon and uh and Black Widow are all together still. Yeah. And I just I love that like them with Don Cheadle, like John Cheadle's character, and I love that like that like Steve and T'Challa are like buddies. Yeah. Like get I this man that. a shield. <laughs> get this man a shield. Wasn't a shield that I wanted though. No. I needed a better shield to be okay. honest. Um, and I'm really angry about two specific things. Okay. There was no Hawkeye at all. And all they gave was the fact that he was under house arrest because like the whatever, how that stuff that happened from civil war affected his family. And I'm really angry about it that he's not in it. Because he would have been amazing in this. So we have no idea what happened to him. Like, yeah. at the end of the film, like, no clue. And then, like, there was no Sherlock joke. I did I know. not hear a Sherlock joke, and I'm super, like, I am really mad about it. I was like, you guys had a moment. Maybe it was too obvious for them to do that. But you literally had Doctor Strange and... Tony Stark together like through most of the movie so there was no reason why they couldn't just be like just tell it just tell a Sherlock joke one just one anybody come on I mean Spider-Man was already making a bunch of pop cultural references so it would have been hilarious even if he dropped it and they both looked at him yes that's you know what I mean perfect perfect Marvel let me write for your jokes for you (laughs) oh my gosh I just, I did not expect what happened. Like, I was so just, like, I, I was did and upset. I didn't. I did and I did. I knew people were going to die. Like, yeah. I, I knew that was going to happen. I just, I had a theory that it was going to be other people. Yep. Like, I was not prepared for the heart-wrenching speech given by Peter Parker. <gasps> I, I wasn't oh. ready. And, like... 
And he, Tom Holland, like, just knocked it out of the park. He was yes. so, so good. And, like, I was reading this, the the Marvel subreddit that that Void had posted. Yes. About the Easter eggs. And they were talking about, like, why, why Spider-Man had, was like, I don't feel so good. And, like, then you start to realize, like, he's going to be the one that's going to disintegrate. And, like, he goes to Tony and he goes, please, I don't want to go. And then I was ha- I was getting triggered I lost it. from, like, from Doctor Who. Yes. Like, I was being triggered by two things, like, by what was happening on the screen and then thinking about the Tenth Doctor. And I was just, like, I can't breathe. I can't. Fu- I was, like, bawling in the theater. I was, like, I could start crying right now. I'm getting a little too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like that, and like, and and like Star Lord promising to kill Gamora, and then they kissed, and I was like the romance, and I love it, and then like, oh god, I just can't. <laughs> and like yes. even even like I thought they were gonna kill Thor in the first five minutes of the movie. I was like, this can't be happening. <laughs> I know. Holy crap! No. And they they. They killed Idris Elba, and they killed. I know. And they killed. They killed with quotes around it. Loki, like he's probably dead, but we don't really know. And even Thor is like, I don't know if he's dead. He's been dead before. Like, yeah, it could be a trick. He goes, but I think it's really permanent right now. Like I was dying when Mantis had her hand on Thor's head, and she was like, he feels grief and like devastation. Aww. I was crying. I was like, oh, I'm crying. <laughs> It was very sad. I love I loved the talk between him and Rocket where he's like, hey, man, like, are you all right? Oh, when he's like, I got to go be the captain. Yep. And he's like getting all emotional. And Oh, my God. I have so many feelings about this. Like, OK, movie. So here's why I'm kind of emotionally OK. OK, so the reason why I thought some people were going to die in this movie is because a lot of a lot of the actors contracts are up for the next movie. So I kind of expected either someone to die in this movie or to, like, plant that seed or something. However, like one, Spider-Man's getting another movie mm-hmm. and so is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the people that died. Yes. So I have a feeling they're going to come back. Well, yeah, I feel like they have to based on like my theory was completely wrong. Like I thought that like everybody else was going to die except for like uh, Dr. Strange. And he was going to keep the time stone and go back in time to like get help. And he was going to get Captain Marvel and bring her with him to like save everybody. Because like I thought that was going to happen. But that didn't happen. No. And, like, I don't think I've ever been that angry at Doctor Strange, like, ever, when he was like, this had to happen. I was like, no, it didn't. It didn't have to happen. Well, I mean, he did see, like, 14 million versions of how this goes, and apparently only one, which I was kind of like, okay, one. But one. Really? But this one, this one is this, this is how it transpires. Like everybody dies and then doesn't die. Like what? Yeah. So I was kind of like, I was super, super, super shocked and emotional when it happened. Yeah. But then, but then reality kind of sunk in like, oh, but like. They have to come back. But like they have to come back. So I'm okay. The only, the only thing that I think is permanent is Gamora, Loki, Loki's kind of iffy, but he's, I, I feel like he's more permanent. Like his death is more permanent than the rest. Yeah. Um, so Gamora, I think she's definitely gone. That's awful. Um, and who else died? Oh, Idris Elba. His, I think that the deaths at the beginning that were not as a result of Thanos's, uh, of Thanos's yeah. snap. Yeah. I think they might be permanent. Which really upsets me. Oh, it, it's devastating. Like, it is so upsetting. And it was interesting, the people that were left. Like, the didn't yeah. die. I, I was so in shock about, like, the people that were dying, like, as it was going, like, yeah. they were disappearing. And when T'Challa disappeared, I almost screamed in the theater. Like, because I could not. Like I didn't he think was, he was going to die. I thought she was going to die. Uh, Okoya, yeah, yeah. I thought she was gonna die, and I was like, "Don't you dare!" I was, I was like, "Don't you dare!" 
And then he disappeared, and I was like, I and then I was like, oh. but I mean, um, I would have been ten times more upset if she died. So I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, what was she's it? my favorite. Uh, Morgan Morgan said that people in her theater, she saw it at the El Capitan on Thursday night. Nice. That people in the theater screamed when, when, um, when T'Challa disappeared. Oh, people my like God. freaked out. I just like I. It was very emotional. It was like the most emotional ending when he said, "You should have aimed for the head," and then he, and I was like, <sighs> "No!" And he like snapped his fingers and like Thor's standing there and he's like, "What happened?" What's going on? And then people just started to disappear. I was like, no, no. And then when Thanos, like, used the time stone to, like, take back the time when Vision, like, oh, when, when she, yeah. when she, when, yeah, I was, as soon as, like, the green light went around his arm, I went, oh, no, because I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't take back either. time. I was like, yeah. no. I was no. like, she went through all that emotional stress of killing her, like her true love and just to watch him die again, to watch him die again. God. Like God. Okay. All right. We need to, we need to definitely jump forward. Okay. So let's jump into like the actual topic of this. Yes. So, uh, we're going to be talking about each of the individual female characters that appeared in Avengers Infinity War that was part of the main cast. So that is not going to include the, like, one female character that was one of the children of Thanos. Yeah. Um, yeah. She got her butt kicked anyway, so she deserved that. Ma. Ma. <laughs> I love when when Black Widow was like, okay, that was gross. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Which is a great segue because our first character we're going to talk about is Natasha Romanoff. The Black Widow. Very good. Uh, she is played by Scarlett Johansson, whom I absolutely love. She's got the greatest voice I've ever heard in my life. True. She's the entire reason that I like that movie, Her. Oh, yeah, because her voice. Yeah, she's got a great voice, which Chris Pratt is also in. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Anyway, so the first appearance of The Black Widow was in Iron Man 2, which came out in 2010. Uh, she's described as an undercover spy for S.H.I.E.L.D. posing as Stark's new assistant. Um, like, obviously, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, so she's literally just part of the Avengers now. Uh, her character has been in a number of MCU films, so she was in Iron Man 2, Avengers, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Civil War, and then Infinity War. So she's been pretty much in all of the bigger films since yeah. she popped up in Iron Man 2. Um, I found a little quote about what Scarlett Johansson said about why she took her role. So she said, the Black Widow character resonated with me. She is a superhero, but she's also human. She's small, but she's strong and she's dark and she's faced death so many times that she has a deep perspective on the value of life. It's hard not to admire her. That's very nice. Yeah. Thanks, Wikipedia, for all of this great information. Um, so let's talk a little bit about her role in Infinity War. So she, the first time we see her, she pops up in the movie with Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson to save Wanda and Vision in Scotland. That's when we see her for the first time. And that rockin' blonde hair that she's killing. Like, her hair was amazing. I love her red hair, but like, dang. That blonde hair, though, I was like, girlfriend. Well, I mean, Scarlett Johansson is typically blonde anyway, so it was just kind of like, this is nice, this is natural. Yes, she looked but, great. Dude, her fighting was, again, always uh, on point. But, like... She, oh, my God. She's so good. Like, she is just incredible. Like, she is probably one of the best characters in the MCU. So, I need her to have her own movie, to be honest. I, like, I doubt it's going to happen ever. It's, I feel man, like it's too late. They should have done this, like, literally five years ago. I'm just dying to know what happened in Budapest. Like, with her and Clint. That's a Joss Whedon thing. Dang it. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so let's talk about like her role in this movie. So yes. she's pretty much stuck with Captain America since it looks like she's stuck with Captain America since Civil War happened. Even though she fought with Iron Man, right? I was gonna say she wasn't on Cap's side in Civil War. But she ended up swapping sides, it feels like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So um, it was great to see her just like come in fighting and just killing it with her new her new costume is really awesome. Yes. So 
uh, I love... (laughs) I love when she sees Bruce for the first time because, like, I forgot Aww. that Bruce, like, wasn't around. For, like, two years. Like, two plus yeah. years. Yeah. Like, he had no idea that, like, the Avengers broke up or, like, what happened in Civil War because he disappeared after Age of Ultron. Yep. Like, it was really funny. And also, I want, like, the comment that Falcon made, that Sam Wilson made, well, this is awkward. Do you think that him and... Natasha got a thing? I don't know. I, I I feel like there's so much unspoken there. It could be a couple of things. It could be the fact that he just up and disappeared for two years. And like now they're seeing each other. And there's just kind of a lot of these like, oh, hey. Like, <laughs> hey, girl. How you doing? I love your hey. hair. And Falcon could just be like, well, this is awkward. Um, pro- it could be like. It could be the fact that it's awkward because he's intruding on a very intimate moment and ca- and it's like an intimate moment in front of everyone. Yeah. Or, or I didn't even think about it, but maybe they are, you know, dating. Maybe. Um, I'd be into it. Yeah. So I think uh, who is she was with Captain America this entire time. So like yeah. she went with him to like Wakanda and all this stuff. So what did you think about like the role that she played in this movie. I think it makes sense. Black Widow is always there to like be an amazing fighter. She's there. She's like, like she's a soldier, you know, like she fights for like who she believes in and she gives it her all. And mm-hmm. I like that she went up a lot with um, Thanos's daughter, the uh, not Gamora, obviously, <laughs> the the one who was trying to get the Infinity Stone. She went up against her a lot. The I thought that lady. Yeah, I thought that made sense just because she's like the strongest, one of the strongest fighters of the group. Um, I mean, I wish there was more. I always wish there's more to her story than just being the fighter. Yeah, but it is kind of cool that like, she's definitely the go-to of like, here, I'm going to kick your butt. Like, (laughs) you know, here, I'm going to, I'm going to whip everyone into shape. (laughs) Yes. I loved her team up with Akoya. Like, yes. When they were fighting against the horned lady. Yes. Like that was amazing. The two of them just killed because they're both, the two of them are very strong in hand to hand combat, Akoya and Natasha. So like watching them like fight, with like side by side against the dot that daughter of Gamo- of uh, of Thanos was like freaking amazing. Well, I thought they were very—they're both very like loyal to their team. You know, yes. they're they're very like they're both like the strongest fighters within their group, and they're both extremely loyal and like will die for the cause. You yes. know, so I think they're very similar. So it was very nice to see them together. And then to watch, like, Scarlet Witch just jump in on that, I was like, yes. a girlfriend. <laughs> and she's like, why has she been up there this whole time? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> was so great. she just, like, wipes out a whole bunch of people. Why has she been up there? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is she there when we're down here fighting? Yes. Like, I just, I love Black Widow. I think she has done, she's been amazing in every single film that she's been in. I love her relationship yeah. with... Steve Rogers, uh, yes. her friendship with him, and I love her relationship with uh, Tony Stark about how she is sort of uh, basically like she can work well with any of them. Yes, agreed. Like her and Cap got along so well in Winter Soldier, and like when he, she was his uh, Tony Stark's assistant, and like like she rocks that whole like uh, being being still like super feminine and amazing, but being a badass, like just because she's beautiful don't mean she can't kill you. Oh yeah. She uses her sexuality like as a weapon. Like oh she's God, like yeah. lures you in and then it's like, like gets a jump on you. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the first Avengers was like right in the beginning when she's, when she's being like tortured in the chair or whatever. That was that was really great. Yeah. And then she just like picks up her heels and like walks out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so great. I love her. Okay. So let's move on to the next character, which is uh Wanda Maximoff, uh Maximoff, uh Scarlet the Scarlet Witch, which is played by Elizabeth Olsen. So her first appearance was in, in uh Avengers Age of Ultron, which was in 
2015. Uh, we also get a brief glimpse of her at the end credits scene in Winter Soldier. So, like, we see her and her brother. Um, she fights on Cap's side during uh, Civil War. So she's a she's part of Captain America's Avengers. Yes, they were calling it. Um, she is the twin sister of Quicksilver, who was engaged, uh, who can engage in hypnosis and telekinesis. Um, and I also got a quote of Elizabeth Olsen talking about her character. Nice. Uh, said that her character is able to do more than manipulating people's minds with, uh, with Scarlet Witch, uh, is able to feel and see what they feel and see. So by projecting visions that they, have never seen. So Olsen, like she went on to like explain that she said what she loves about her character is that in so many superhero films, emotions are kind of neglected at a, a bit. Uh, but for her, everything that someone else could feel like their weakest moments, she physically goes through the same experience with them, which is pretty cool. So like she can feel their emotions while they feel them, which is like, Part of like when she, you know, like in Age of Ultron, when she touched Tony Stark, she saw what he saw, which was like the complete devastation of the universe. And she felt his fear. Yeah. So that's always very good. Yeah. Um, In Infinity War, we first see her in the movie in Scotland with a human looking version of Vision. Yeah. And. I ship it. Like I do. Oh yeah, ship they're it so, so cute. Bad. Like they are in a romantic relationship, and they have been for a while. Is what it seems like that they steal these moments here and there that they can to be together. Yeah, and it is so cute. And like when he asked, when she uh, like she asked him to stay with her, I was just like, "Stay! You should have stayed. You should have stayed in bed. Like, why did you get out of bed? I know." <laughs> oh god so um what were your thoughts on the relationship aspect between vision and scarlet witch i thought it was really nice um kind of like how she said like her character is very much focused on emotion and like when he asked her to like you know like oh what do you feel you know when when you touch the you know touch me or the infinity stone and you know, he can, he can feel all, all he, or she can feel is him. Sorry. And I think that's, that's really nice and intimate. And it was kind of cute to show like, it's like, you know what? Like superheroes don't just fight all the time, but like, they also have feelings and they have like relationships and like being a superhero while having a relationship is extremely complicated. And, um, I just love the fact that they were in Edinburgh because I like I really want to go there now and everyone being like look at the history look at the castle and I'll be like that's where Vision and (laughs) Scarlet Witch were that's That's where they they had the fight oh my god look at it oh my god over here like move out of the way Outlander get out of the way (laughs) but no I thought it was really really nice um I, li- I like the fact that there's like a balance of action, romance, comedy, because it gets boring yeah. if it's just one thing all the time, you know? That's true. I like that they kind of threw this in there and it was, it wasn't like it was just out of the blue too. No, Cause like no. you feel, you felt the buildup of them maybe becoming a couple in civil war because they were always together. Like he was always the one watching over her kind of thing. Yeah. And I love what I love about her particular character is that she is basically described as one of the strongest like superheroes that her power was the only power that could destroy an infinity stone. Yep. And she did that. And also, she's the only character who actually did what she was supposed to do, which is one of the things that was bugging the crap out of me this entire movie. Like, like, you know, they would say, like, don't do this or I won't give him the stone. And then he gave him the stone or he told him where the stone was. And she's the only one who who like 
killed the one sacrificed and sacrificed the love of her life to save everybody and it was all it was literally all for nothing it was all for nothing because all he did was thanos reverse time and brought him back and she had to watch him die again it's awful i my heart and like the thing was is like when you said that she said i I, all i feel is you and when mm-hmm. he said that to her, he goes, I feel only you. I was like, oh, God, no, my heart. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, this hurts. This hurts. This hurts and hurts because, like, all he wanted to do was just be with her and they couldn't be together. And, like, she she killed it with her powers. Like, Elizabeth Olsen is an amazing actress. She does a great job playing yes. Scarlet Witch. And I love that. Uh, when Okoya was like, where has she been? Why hasn't she been down here? Because <laughs> yes. she just like, like saves them from all those um, like rotor things with like just putting her hands up in the air and then like kills everybody. Yep. That and was they're amazing. like, where has she been? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because she's just amazing. She's got incredible powers and she does a great job using them. And God. <laughs> yes. Agreed. My heart. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to Mantis, who is amazing. She's played by Palm Klemtif. Sorry if I pronounce that name, like, real bad. Um, Her first appearance was very recently in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in 2017. Um, She's a member of the Guardians with Empathetic Powers who lived with Ego. So, like, she was basically, like, the pet of Ego. Yeah. She helps him sleep. Um, her role wasn't like we didn't see a lot of her, but her no. purpose was huge. Yes. So we first see her on the ship with the other guardians, which I love because I love like her interaction with Drax because the yes. two of them are just super like ridiculous. Uh, what did she say? Uh, uh, we we uh, take ass and kick names like that was really funny kick kick ass and take yeah oh yeah she said it backwards it's it's uh take uh kicking ass and taking names is what the phrase is and she says kicking names and taking ass yeah and i was like oh my god there are children in this theater (laughs) bless i just i love she was uh amazing like yeah, she held up to Thanos and like, I mean, she couldn't put him to sleep like in the way that she could put other people to sleep, but she was able to keep him like subdued for a good amount of time. And that takes a lot of strength. I think I'm always going to be angry at Star-Lord during that yeah, scene. Honestly, like, I get it. I get it, bro. Like you want to know where Gamora is. Like I got that. But they almost had the gauntlet off. Like, they had it off. Yeah. They almost could have just, they could have. Nope. Nope. God. Star Lord. The worst. <laughs> just, the worst. Oh my God. I know. Freaking Tony was like, don't, like, get it together. Get it together, man. Like, you got. <laughs> like, just, this, nope. is, this is not the time. This is this not, is the, not time. the time. This <laughs> uh, But Mantis oh. was, Mantis was great. I loved when, um. when Drax was talking about being so still he's invisible (laughs) and she's just like hi Drax (laughs) 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 they have such good interactions like I really like her a lot I want to see more of her like I want to see like like so much more oh she's so she adds like a whole nother level of humor to an already very funny cast yes and it's great like <laughs> it's great it's like dry but positive like her she has this sort of like positive innocent humor about yeah. like not understanding things and like whatever like because you see that in in guardians 2 when she was yeah. like i'm ugly like she's yeah. just like real happy about it. yes <laughs> but i just i love that she i love I love there's a lot of like play with emotions that they've brought into this film and they've done it with with Scarlet Witch and now with Mantis because both of them are, you know, they their power sort of runs off of emotions like some of it does like her telekinesis and things like that or her um, not telekinesis, sorry, her hypnosis and things like that. And Mantis uses emotions to her ability to 
like manipulate them or calm people down or make them feel things like put them to sleep, make them feel other emotions. Yeah. Like I will never like my favorite thing is like, you feel like (laughs) sexual feelings towards her. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. So good. I think I would love to see more Mantis. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I hope she's one of the people that comes back in the next one. Oh yeah, definitely. And I want to just, I want to see more of her because she's great and funny and adorable and God, I love her. <laughs> All right. We've got a lot, a lot more people to. Okay. Let's talk about Gamora. Through. So Gamora was played by Zoe, Zoe Saldana. She was in, she first popped up in guardians of the galaxy in 2014. She is an orphan from an alien world who seeks redemption for her past crimes. She was trained by Thanos to be his personal assassin. Uh, Saldana talked a little bit about Gamora. She said that she's a warrior, she's an assassin, and she's very lethal. But what saves her is the same thing that can be her doom, which is her sense of sense of righteousness. She's a very righteous individual. So, like, uh, in Infinity War, we first see her on the Milano with the other Guardians. Uh, it's very clear that her relationship with Peter Quill has escalated, which is so wonderful, and it's continuing going on, and it's amazing. And they yes. kissed, and oh my god, I freaked out when they kissed. Like it was amazing. And then, I know because they still hadn't kissed since the second no. movie. And like, and they kissed, and you're just like, oh my god. And then when they said "I love you" to each other, my heart just broke. Because I was like, he's not going to kill her, and she's going to die. And that's... So, so this is the one thing that I was mad about with this movie. Okay. I am really disappointed that they reduced her character to basically Thanos' daughter, and her death was just used as a plot device. Yes, that really disappointed me. It was very like women in the refrigerator kind of a moment. Like as soon as it happened, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, her death was completely to just spur on Thanos and get him his infinity stone. Mm. Plus to make Peter Quill upset to to screw everything up. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. I was just disappointed because I was like, okay, like at least everyone else's like death, like they were killed by a villain. Yeah. And like, she was killed by a villain, but really it was like Thanos, you know, like, especially the whole, like, Oh, you have to sacrifice someone you love. Like that was just messed up. Uh, which was where we saw the red skull. Oh my God. The red skull. Yeah. Eamon was freaking out. I was <laughs> losing it. Cause I was like the red skull. And I was like, Oh, I'm not with any of these people. <laughs> people next to you are like yes we know thank you stranger (laughs) yes um i cried when she died i was very upset i did love that we got to see a little bit of her backstory which was really great um yeah it makes me really mad that she didn't die fighting for her life that she was just like uh she was she thought that she had won that he didn't love anybody but of course he loved her yeah of course he did so and then he throws her off the building and he gets the soul stone and i'm really mad about it and what makes me really angry about it is that uh it's because he was torturing his other daughter nebula and yes thanos is just a really bad person and speaking of nebula um played by karen gillen who we first saw also in guardians of the galaxy in 2014 she's portrayed as an adopted daughter of thanos and she is augmented and converted into a cyborg at least most of her is cyborg um she's basically snuck onto the ship to try to kill thanos gets captured of course because it's nebula and she gets tortured for information by thanos and after he captures gamora he basically tricks her into trying to lie to him and tortures her until Gamora agrees to help him find the soul stone, which is just makes me real mad. And yeah, I mean, I think even Nebula didn't want her to give that information up. I mean, clearly the scene was to show how their relationship progressed. Yeah. And I, and I do like that, but then, 
but then they kill her. So it's kind of like, yay for pro- that progression in the relationship. But like, we're not really going to see that followed through. Yep, because she's dead now. So it's kind of just a bummer. Um, I will say Neb- Nebula. Did you say Nebula? Did you type Nebula or is it Nebula? It's Nebula. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, am I saying it wrong? No, it's no. Nebula. I can't spell, guys. <laughs> okay. Nebula. Um, I think like her character has grown so much. Oh, yeah. Because she was just a fighting machine, literally. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, absolutely hated Gamora. Hated, you know, just had all this hate. And yeah. now she's a bit more, like, well-rounded. Like, her feelings are a bit more, you know, complex. She's not just, like, this villain. She, you know, wants to do the right... Th- or kind of wants to do the right thing more now. But also can't help herself to, like ruin it to go like kill the person she wants to kill you know what i, I know. mean so her feelings are more complex and that's interesting yeah so i think her character is like a lot better fleshed out now yeah she's more than just a one dimension character which she was kind of brought out to be in the first uh guardians and she's sort of grown since then which is really great to see yes um next we got uh miss pepper potts who was played by gwyneth paltrow i'm very excited that she was in this movie even just for a short period of time um, her first appearance was in Iron Man in 2008. So she's been there since the beginning, which is really great. Um, yeah. She is Tony Stark's fiance now and the CEO of Stark Industries. Like she is running the world and being amazing. And she doesn't have a major role in this movie, but I do like that she she has basically been portrayed as kind of the heart of Iron Man, the heart of the Iron Man storyline. Yes. Um, she keeps Tony human. That's what I think is that like she sort of makes sure that he stays human because he loves her and I love seeing them together. Like she's more than just a love interest, though. We only really see her in that role as more of a love interest now than we saw her before as being like his assistant and basically running the company. And now she really does run the company. So, yeah, like in the Iron Man movies, she had more of a character but the little snippets we get in the other movies, it's kind of... Although in Spider-Man, she kind of comes out and as more of the CEO. Which is great. I love yeah. seeing her in that role because women CEOs for the win. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. Um, so uh, next is Okoya, who's played by Danny Guerreria. I can't say her name at all, which we just saw her in Black Panther this year. And literally my favorite. (laughs) She is amazing. She's an extremely proud Wakandian and traditionalist from the border tribe who is the head of the Dora Minaji, the all female special forces of Wakanda who serve as T'Challa's bodyguards. Like she was my favorite part. Like her and Shuri were my favorite parts of Black Panther. Yes. Like she is incredible. She's an amazing fighter and just like, oh my God. So we first see her in infinity war, obviously with T'Challa by by T'Challa's side in Wakanda. And, uh, we already talked a little bit about her fighting hardcore going for, you know, one or all. And then like, I'm pretty sure it was Umbaku who said that this is going to be the end of Wakanda when they open the wall. And she goes, then it will be a glorious end. To Wakanda. Well, yeah, didn't she say like it'll be the like the most honorable, the most honorable end to Wakanda? And, yeah, yeah, I was like, yes, <laughs> I was like, my girl, my girl, I love her. <laughs> so I feel like we should also talk about the Dora Minaji here, which is like as I said, it was the all female special forces of Wakanda who serve as T'Challa's yeah. bodyguard. So the first time we actually see them is we see one one of the women with T'Challa in Captain America: Civil War. Uh, mm-hmm. Where we very first time we ever see the Black Panther, but their full appearance is in the Black Panther movie. Um, yes. They're in Wakanda, obviously, with T'Challa. Like, they are just incredible. Like, they fight hardcore, they go hand to hand combat. Like, they're highly trained and amazing. And I think the biggest thing that I just love is that the, the people who guard the king, they're women and they are badass women. And oh, yeah. Like, they're my favorite part of Black Panther. Like seeing them was like the best thing ever. Yes, agreed. I I need a whole movie just with them. Can it just be them like in this mo- yes. in movie? Like that's why I'm looking forward to Black Panther 2 so much because we'll get more of the Dora Minaji. Like it's going to be amazing. And yes. then we also get the opportunity to see Shuri, which is played by Latita uh Wright 
who's also, we first see her in Black Panther. Um, she's T'Challa's 16-year-old sister who's the princess of Wakanda, who is basically runs and designs all of the technology for all of Wakanda, which yes. is amazing. We first see her in her lab in Wakanda, and she, like, puts Bruce Banner in his place. She's like, why didn't you do it this way? And he's like, yeah. oh, um... I didn't uh, think of that. We didn't think about that. <laughs> there was not enough of Shiri. Like, I, I need love more of her. her. Always. Like, I need so much more of her in Black Panther 2, because I she's adorable, and she's funny as heck and like she's 16 and like knows how to do all that that's crazy like she's a prodigy she's great she's she's amazing i just i love when (laughs) i love in black panther when she comes she was like i thought when we came to california we'd be going to like coachella or disneyland not (laughs) oakland i was like i was dying she's amazing she was not in this movie enough i love that we got that brief glimpse though of her like hand of the gloves that she made that that shoot that are like guns or whatever we got to see it for like a hot second which was so great um we do not know the fate of her character we do not know if she disintegrated and disappeared and i hope that's not true either way i think it's fine (laughs) it's fine we'll be okay um and the last female character that popped up in this was in the end credit scene, which was Maria Hill, which is played, who's played by Kobe Smulders. We first see her in Avengers in 2012, and she was a highly ranked agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. who works closely with Nick Fury. She's like Nick Fury's bestie, basically. Yes. And uh, she just pops up in the end credit scene in the car with... <laughs> with um Nick with Fury. Nick Fury and he almost dropped the F bomb, which is really upsetting that they that like, was amazing. It, like right before he said it. The but whole theater laughed. That, <laughs> yeah. I love that she got the like even just a small tiny moment in the movie, which was great before she like disintegrated, which sucked. Yes, that um, was very sad. <laughs> But Void had asked us about our feelings about seeing Captain Marvel. So what happened was is that in the end credit scene, um, uh, Nick Fury busts out this old school, like, 90s pager and, like, sends a page. And you watch it, like, as he disintegrates, it's sitting on the floor and they zoom in on it and it says sending. And then you see the captain, like, her symbol. And then you see, like, the the top portion of her her costume pop up. So... I don't know what that means. I just know that he paged her. (laughs) Like, he beeped her from the future. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a a beeper that, like, somehow sends a page all the way back to the 90s? Or is it some, like, is it some futuristic piece of tech that just looks like a beeper? (laughs) No, that was straight up a beeper. Like, that was straight up, like, a beeper. (laughs) Which is obviously a reference to the fact that they're gonna do the captain marvel movie in the 90s eh? you know i think they'll do her story and then at the very end of the movie she'll get the page probably yeah and then we'll see her again in the next avengers film yeah which is very exciting i love brie larson i've i've like adored her for a very long time i am so excited to see her play captain marvel i actually haven't read any thing of captain marvel but i do own two or three trade paperbacks of captain marvel which Eamon is borrowing currently because he wanted to read marvel mm-hmm. this week uh but i only have miss marvel or captain marvel so that's fine so that's what that's what he's reading um but i'm definitely gonna read those because i'm into it i'm yeah, excited I'm- I'm very excited to see that. Um, any final thoughts? Because we sort of rushed through the end. I think there were a lot of fantastic, well-developed, three-dimensional female characters in this film. And that is very nice to see. I agree 100%. Um, I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see what they do with the future. Um, they best be bringing them back. All my ladies back for yes, the next Yes, bring my ladies back. Um, I will never get over that devastating look on Akoya's face when T'Challa just disappeared right oh in front of her. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's because that was the look of like, what just happened and where's well, my king? And like, literally her whole purpose is to keep him safe. And th- he he died. And like, there's nothing she can do about and it. Exactly. She was shattered. I'm shattered. 
I'm, I'm, I'm wrecked. I'm Thor, man. Go for the head next time. <laughs> Go for the oh, head. Real quick thing about Thor. Damn. And you oh. may have to like cut that out, but like, oh my God. <laughs> he looked good. <laughs> I was dying. Cap for, like Thor for me is like cap for you. I, I love cap. Bearded cap. Oh, oh. Like two seconds of gushing about the beautifulness of people in this movie really quick. Um, <laughs> bearded cap is my favorite cap. I did not like his hair very much, but I was digging the beard, digging it. I love it. I'm going for, I love when Thor goes, Oh, I see you copied my beard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exact. Like no one else has a beard except you, Thor. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that every that, that Peter Quill, the way Peter Quill reacted to seeing Thor, and he's like, why are you imitating his voice? I'm not. I'm not doing I, that. I, I'm not. I always talk like this. <laughs> and, like, Gamora's, like, feeling his arm and, like, lifting it, and he was like, can you please stop touching his muscles? Like, oh, my God. He was so jealous. Chris Hemsworth and, was just amazing. It was so sad. They were basically all calling him fat. And he was like, am I fat? Am I fat? (laughs) You're one sandwich away from I was like, that is messed up. That is so messed up. I was like, Star-Lord is gorgeous. I love Star-Lord. Also, like, Peter Dinklage just popping up as, like, a a, uh, giant, giant whatever, like, giant dwarf was just, like, the biggest thing ever. (laughs) See, like, going to a theater, obviously, in Northern Ireland, where, like, Game of Thrones is filmed and, like, watching Game of Thrones is, like, basically religion here, everyone in the theater just was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You just hear, like, everyone just, like, get so excited for him being on screen. It's because nobody knew he was in the movie. I know. (laughs) Nobody had any idea, just pops up, you're like, wait, what? It was great. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. You can also chat with us uh, on Facebook using like facebook.com forward slash tea time with KC. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at tea with KC at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast on Apple podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek podcast network by visiting geek to geekcast.com. And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading the messaging app Slack and joining our Slack channel at geek to geekcast.slack.com. And until next time, bye. bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.